Yeah, yeah. Woo! All right. So, Film God listeners, hello. Uh, welcome. We are now 23rd of September 2020. Episode 87. We're nearly at 90 episodes. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. Um, and I just wanted to kind of do a little recap of everyone that's sponsored so far throughout the throughout the last few months. So firstly, big up to RSVP, Robbie and Spindle, and the video playback operating duo with, I think now, seven, eight operators. Um, and then Juma Kitchen. Uh, so Mr. Philip found a um, friend, long-time friend, um, an amazing chef has got doing some some crazy beautiful tasty food and he's at Borough Market to go check him out and then Rate App um, was only a few weeks ago now um, well done to everyone that took the six months free um, it's now dropped down to three months but go and check it out um, you know I hope everyone is enjoying getting back to work and is feeling safe and is feeling secure and um, you know it's going to be Christmas soon. We're going to be all sitting around a table eating turkey and feeling stuff. So, uh, big up, big love. Enjoy the app. Let's get started. Right. So, hello, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, film god listeners. Um, we have a lady today who has, throughout lockdown, just been there for me. And it's just like when lockdown first started, she was there supporting me on all the little madness things that I was doing. And she became part of my family. It was like my mum, my sister, and this woman were there. And they watched everything and they listened to everything. Now, she does have cats. So if you start hearing cats' noises, it's in your headphones. You haven't suddenly just got a cat that's just jumped in the house. So big love. Thank you for coming on, sis. What is your name and what is your role on the call sheet? Well, my name is Eve Carreño. And my role on the call sheet is Fox Puller or Fest AC. So... What does that, what does being a focus player on the first day see, what does it mean to you? Um, to me, it means that I have been very busy for the last 10 years <laughs> or 12 years even learning how to do that. Because <laughs> yeah. what's no, the route up I, then? What you, you, you actually, I, no, don't, don't answer that. I've jumped the question. I'm j- pretending <laughs> like we're chatting. We're not chatting. I've got to let you answer it. I can't just jump. So well, yeah, what does it mean to you? Um. Well, to me, it's kind of like I finally started doing what I kind of decided I wanted to do once I started in this business. Because nice. I started in this business thinking I wanted to be a DP mm-hmm. or a cinematographer. And then once I started as a trainee, I realized that that was possibly not the thing I wanted to do. Oh, that was wow. a bit too much. And I don't think, because I only realized how much a DP is in charge of. Mm. And, you know, because you start realizing, yeah, you, you're, you do your lights, you do your camera, you do your kind of grips and stuff but then you you start when I started training in my first feature film and you suddenly walk into a proper set I had done short films mm-hmm. and this never I had never been on a proper proper set like with a feature film with a full crew of yeah. more than 10 people and and you say what can and you just see it and it's all like a well-oiled machine mm-hmm. that it just works and everybody knows what they're doing and and it just works and I thought oh my god how much time did I lose in all the short films because we didn't know what we we're doing <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah but um, but yeah, you kind of walk into it and suddenly realise I was like, DP is a lot bigger than Huge. I had yeah. even considered to to think about how big it was. I hadn't really thought about how big a job it was. 
mm. kind of thing. And then once I realized it was, I kind of went like, well, hang on a minute, but like being an assistant is really fun and you kind of get enough, you know, and then you get to, you know, you get a trainee, then you get to loading and, and you, you get to see that for people and it's not, it's not a particularly easy job. Oh, it's you know, a it's lot quite, of stress. It's quite, it's, yeah, it can be very stressful, okay, but it can be very challenging, but I think it's a challenge I really enjoy. Mm. So if, because no matter how long you do it or how much you do, there are certain shots that will always be hard. And, you know, when you get those, it's, it's really nice. I, I always love <laughs> and, it. You know, the 18 takes, it takes you to get there and really horrible, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, even, but even now it's like, you got, I kind of see focus pullers and we're on a promo or whatever and you're, you know, shallow depth of field and, and it's just being thrown around. And just the, the ability yeah. to just... <laughs> judge a distance and kind of know where you, that hand needs to turn um i think it's incredible it's incredible it's like it's kind of i always look at it and i'm like it's like your ninja training like this just fast twitch ninja sense like uh, yes there's like things that tell you distances and you gotta look at it, but half the time you kind of just it looks like it's just gone it's amazing it 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 does end up being like one of the first things when I when when I was really not skilled and I really didn't know very much at all and I was just like my first year the first twelve months after coming out of uni, I got to do a short film for one of the guys I was in the master's degree at the university where I did my uni course, mm. and it was with an established DP, a Scottish DP that works you know that had been working as a DP for ages, um. And I had said to the students, like, yeah, when you do a short, I'll give you a hand. I just, I just want to work with Phil and, you know, and see, see what it's like and just learn, basically. And I was like, I'll do the catering, whatever. You know, just let me a bit back so I can see something. And then when I got the call for that, basically his producers called me and said, oh, so I hear you want a focus pull. And this was a short on 16 mil. And I was just out of uni. I haven't done very much at all. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think to myself, Jesus. Oh, but, yeah. you know, but you know, it's a student short film and this and that. And and this DP was really good to me. Phil Robertson, practically the same name. He's oh, yeah. really hit this short film with Phil. Like you're talking 2008, 2007. Mm -hmm. And um and it was a really tough shoot because it was just like seven days, half of it were nights and stuff. But um, but for me, it was a masterclass, a seven-day masterclass on focus pulling 16 Wow. And I learned so much. And he got me crew, like, you know, I was there as a focus puller. I didn't know anything. And he got me, at times, because it was a short film, it was a budget, and it was freebies. He was pulling favours from crew he knew, from established crew he knew. So it was one of the first kind of, like, steps in the industry, but knowing people. And all those people, I had established focus pullers loading for me. Wow. <laughs> loading for me, and at the same time, training me in a really generous way so it was a really tough shoot but it was really good That's fun amazing i learned so much i was really knackered by the end of it mm. but i made some really good friends that i still have in this industry and you know and they got me onto things that got me further like one of them mentioned the trainee scheme i ended up applying for that i got to that was really my bit first foot in the industry that mm. got me the features and and got me known with the people you need to know so that they called you to train you so that kind of little short film was kind of my first way to focus pulling when I knew nothing really about, I mean, I'd just done short films at uni and short films mm. with other people kind of in a really amateur way and a really unhealthy way. <laughs> you know? yeah, well, the, way the thing is, is on those jobs, 
Yeah, you don't yeah, know what you're yeah. doing. You're all you're like, you know, you're in mm. uni, you're you're twenty or you know, you're twenty something, you kind of think you're just all muddling yeah. along. You think you're doing the best thing and then yeah, you see exactly. it done properly and you go, Oh, that's why they yeah. like, then, you know. It so happened that once I got the traineeship through Scottish Green. Um So let's go back because it feels like we've just jumped a phase. So let's, All right, let's okay. just start. Yes, I like it. I like it. It's like you're framing little jigsaw puzzle pieces. I'm like, hold on. She went to think she was in Scotland. No, she wasn't. She was at the unit. So let's yeah, just yeah. start. Let's start. Let's let's go from the from that beginning. It's like, yeah. Was 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 cinema? Was it film? Was there TV? What was it that then suddenly made you want to get into the industry? And then how did you then get to uni? And then from uni, then let's go from there. Okay. Well, let's just super long story, but I'm trying to keep it short. Okay. <laughs> I spent, mm, I'm Spanish. Oh, my family sleeps siestas. I don't, I just can't sleep with it. Do you know my mother, oh, God, I love them. I, I just can't, <laughs> I can't wake up. <laughs> I, can't, I just have to write off everything. Anyway, my mother always used to sleep her siesta on the sofa watching the documentaries on the second channel of Spanish TV. Any Spanish will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Los documentales de lados. Yeah. They just, it's, just, it's an establishment of Spanish TV and they've yeah. been there forever. And I just watched lots of nature documentaries. Mm. And I used to think I wanted to be a marine biologist to do documentaries about whales and sharks. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, once I kind of grew up, I still had to realize that I didn't want to be a marine biologist. But, uh, but by then, my dad had kind of picked up on this kind of thing. And he went, like, if you want to do documentaries about animals, she didn't just start doing some photography. And I thought, mm, that's a really good idea, Dad. Nice. But I had no money or any idea of any courses or anything like that. Leave that with me. So there was a course at the university where he worked that kind of like, you could just sign up. So he signed me up. I was in high school. <laughs> and he signed me up to this course. And was like, you need money for supplies, for film, for paper. Just, I'll give you money. I was like, dad, you're darling. Yeah. So, uh, so I did that course. I ended up being the only one that I used to go. So I did that course for myself. And I just learned a bit of black and white photography. And, and with that, I thought, ooh, let's not do uni. Let's go to college and do a two-year course on photography and video and see how that goes mm -hmm. you know if I don't like it, it's only two years so I'm not wasting much time and it's free because it's and where are we we're in we're in España we're in we're Spain, in, in, Spain okay. in Valladolid and um and so I did that course I had a lot of fun I learned loads uh but still not enough <laughs> yeah. and after that I thought I found a course in Edinburgh so I did, I did two years in college in Spain, and then I did a flight for uni in Edinburgh at New University, and I went there and got in. Lucky me. <laughs> Sorry, what was the course again? The course was called Photography, Film, and Imaging. Okay, nice. <laughs> and it was like four-year course, and it's like the first year and a half, you kind of everybody does stills photography, and then kind of halfway through, you, you pick if you want to do still image and moving image. So you kind of like I want the moving image way of things, and and just finish a degree there. And, and then after that, one of my lecturers recommended me for a short film of, that was BDP by a former student. Uh, did, and did, was it, did you do any kind of hands-on filming? Because it's like, you yeah, mentioned no, that you came because, out of uni and went straight into like focus polling, but I know no, that I me as a no, student. I no, I mean, okay. no, as a student that did, and my film course was very, there was a lot of theory. We actually wrote our life away in essays. We did write oh, a lot nice. of essays, which, you know, it's the thing. People always ask, it's like, do you get into a degree? And I'm like, no, if I didn't find, I break my legs and I can't go to work anymore. I can write. Mm. 
because mm. I did it three and I wrote my life away. So it's like a backup plan of yeah. you know, what I have to write. It's not really my thing, but I'll have to. Because <laughs> yeah. if I break my legs and I can't go anywhere, I'll just have to do something like that. So, you know, we're going to have to think about this because, you know, we can do our jobs because we are mobile and of all sorts of things and anything can happen. That's only we can do our jobs. Yeah. If you think about it. So it's, I don't regret doing my degree, but it hasn't really got me where I, you know, I didn't learn in my degree how to be a camera assistant. You can learn a little bit. It's a specific degree. You do, I did do a few shorts, I did show a few things. Okay, and you learn a little bit. Get, is the cat, is the cat in the yeah, door? <laughs> <laughs> She's got the dog going, why, why am Let I me in. <laughs> I don't know, but it's just, I don't know. That's cool. I'm cool. If you're happy, I'm cool. She, she might give up the <laughs> She's like that right She's getting that. <laughs> so, so uni did the degree, came, and, and it was in that university degree that you then met someone that got onto the short film. Yeah, well, they yep. started doing the Screen Academies in Scotland, and this first Screen Academy in Scotland was part of, I mean, I'm not, I think they're independent, but kind of, it sort of joined with Napier University, where I was yeah. doing my degree. So you kind of got to know the students, some of them, doing the master course. So that's one of the director's students was the one that I just, this is the thing, you like, why well, I think smoking is such a great bad habit, because you do meet a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, it's like, we're I not. Think, we're not. That's not advocating <laughs> smoking cigarettes. Team. I know. I'm not advocating smoking. Brilliant. It's a really filthy habit and bad habit. Like I said, it's a bad habit. But you do. It was 2006, the year I graduated. It was that year that it became that it became a thing that you had to start doing outside. Yeah, yeah. So you start. It became a very. If it was a social thing before, now it is became more social because you start making a lot more friends outside, yeah. asking for a light or asking for a cigarette or yeah. a paper or whatever. Well, I remember first my student like when I started, like everyone was smoking on the film set, and now I look back, I'm like, everyone was just chuff. Like there was like some directors would just have their own mm -hmm. ashtray next to the video playback, yeah. and they were just like, you know, forty a day, and you wouldn't have even I've thought about twice it. about <laughs> being around. You know, it just wasn't something that you thought about. Yeah, I mean, I've heard about this. I've never lived it because I was in uni when yeah. you could still smoke on set. So. Yeah. <laughs> So but then, yeah, so, so we're just so, ladies and gents, if you can't, so with the cat is is very much kind of jumping all over. <laughs> she's she's taken she's taken minds she's taken thought processes away. <laughs> she's like, get off the iPad, get off the get and off the iPad. Know, I, I, I saw Jane Fires the other day, and and she met the crazy cat. This cat, <laughs> and she did say that we should feature her in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Put her up. Put her up to the put her up to the microphone. Come and say your bit. Come and say your bit, Bubba. Come on. <laughs> so she's just looking at me. What do you want to say? No, you got to go quiet now. Let's just see that she's just quiet. <laughs> so tell us, so so tell us about that that journey into real. Uh, it's, it's horrible. It's not. It's not real life, but full like yeah. professional career. Sorry, not real life, but professional career camera team. What? Yes, how no, does that I'm, start? Because if you were focus pulling and you had people that were established under you, did they then no, give you kind of camera trainee stuff, or how does that all work? Well, yeah, no, exactly. That's the thing. I did first thing out was a short film for someone that was an ex student from Napier. Mm. And there I met a couple and that and for that one I was a trainee. So I did a little short film on 16 nice. as a trainee. And I met a couple of people that you know, still teach me, good friend. And uh, and I learned loads in a little short film. And then a few months later, this other short film with Phil came about. And then 
I got my master class in focus pulling. Right. So I had a little master class on trainee and for a week. Yeah. <laughs> quick. Months later, I just, you know, at the time I think I was quite a sponge and I just liked to learn loads. Yeah, yeah. Just taking it all in. And then, you know, but also a lot of times you think you learn things, but you don't know that you've learned them until sometime later. Yeah. And then when it when it clicks, you go, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this kind of, you know, you kind of look hindsight is 2020, but you sort of think that you learn them and you just don't notice until yeah. you think back in time and you go, oh, I did learn this today. So I've not done it again or, you know, yeah. or I've done it better. <laughs> yeah. Did you learn how to kind of load film mags and that kind of stuff at uni? We did have some 60 mil gear at uh, uni. So we okay. did learn to do an SR1, which is what we had, which is an SR2 or an SR2, it's the same thing. So, we did have that one, which made me quite comfortable with film. And then, you know, then once I had managed to do that short film as a focus puller, which was top flip and luck I got that. Um, the camera systems that I had there that were my camera systems and train and trainers at the same time, coaches, <laughs> train me people, because they did teach me so much. Yeah. Um, they were like, No, you should apply to the Scottish Screen Traineeship, the net scheme. And I was like, All right, okay. And so I did. <laughs> And I applied to it. Basically, it was a scheme run by Scottish Screen that doesn't exist anymore because now it's called Screen Scotland or Creative Scotland, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Rebranding. Um, but they used to run a scheme that was called NET's New Entrance Training Scheme. I think down here in England, they had a similar one called FT2. Okay. All these things kind of ended up being phased out for where was, but, you know, it was budget that came from Skillset and in England, Scotland. I don't yeah. know if there was one in Wales, but. And so uh, you could apply for it. And basically, it was just, I still have a little bit like what skills of trainees are nowadays, I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Basically, they, you don't get wages, but you kind of get some support money. So you get X amount of money every week. That is just basic. And it just allows you to pay your rent and pay your bills and feed yourself. Nice. Uh, but it's not wages because you don't pay taxes on it. So it's kind of like a grant. Yeah. And at the same time, they're keeping you busy by putting you in, in jobs. As placement, so wow. you would be in production as a trainee of the department. I was in camera department because uh, I knew I worked to go to camera. So I was never a runner. <laughs> this is the thing. Well, I don't I know if you need to. People. You know, you're going to go camera. Sometimes to go to you the don't. Camera. Yeah. So I never felt the need of being a runner. Plus, I think, I think at the time, the thought of being a runner seemed like really hard. How do you get those jobs? So I went straight that way because people told me about this scheme and I applied for it, and I was just ever so lucky that I got it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, wow, well, look, mate. It's- it's like you're no, putting I mean, yourself in those situations, though. You're kind of looking mm-hmm. for it. You know, you know, and I guess the, the, the thing that the recurring theme is that you knew what you, you kind of knew that you had a passion in something. It then turned into you knew that it was yeah. a camera and then you've just gone. Yeah, for it. no, still at the time, I thought I wanted to be a DP. Okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I did think that to be a DP, the camera department seemed to most natural way in and way up. Yes. Which nowadays, think about it, and it's like, it's really just one way towards DPing, but you know, I know more now. <laughs> yes. But uh, but yeah, I just thought so I went that way, and uh, lucky me, I got I put my foot in that way. So mm. so it's quite. I mean, it's not like they interviewed a lot of people, and that you know, or there was only going to be one trainee, one camera trainee for a year. So it's like, wow. You know, and I know that I think they only interviewed. There was lots of applications, but I think only eight people were interviewed for each role so i was quite i guess just getting the interview i was quite i was gonna say yeah it it sounds like they like sometimes some uni some colleges etc they don't want someone that's you know 16 
that doesn't really know what they want. It's like you're yeah. probably, you'd done a bit of uni, you'd done your mm. degrees, you'd done your thing. And then you're like, right, mm. I need to just be, I'm, I, yeah, I, the no. cake is here, just <laughs> put the icing on and put a cherry on me. I'm ready for the industry, that kind of thing. It's quite funny because now that you ask it, you know, that's earlier I was focused for this person and this earlier I was supposed to trainee that that was a question in my interview for that yeah. traineeship because obviously the, you fill in an application form and do a little bit, you give them an idea of what experience you have. Because it's, mm. the fun thing is that, you don't want to be too green, but you don't want to be too experienced, basically, to get yeah, yeah. that because they want to get the right person that's in the right moment. So you just don't want to show up too experienced because then they'll be like, no, you should be working. Yeah. Or you don't want to be too green because they're like, mm, you never know few so years, yeah. I think I managed to balance out my application. Yeah, and, like, and they were like, uh, you've done a film, you've focused both of film, but we suddenly you say you want to be a trainee. <laughs> and I just kind of went like that and said, like, I've got so much to learn. That yeah. was the chance I got given. I just couldn't say no to that. Yeah. But, you know, and I got I was being like, taught by the they were like, <laughs> you're being focused for it. And now you're asking for a trainee job. And like, you might not even get to touch a lens. Are you going to be okay with that? To what I was just like, look, I have no pride. You know? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, the beginning is the beginning. You in your life, you say things like, I have no pride. But I think that's the line that I said, like, I have no pride. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's fine. That's why we then learn. Yeah. And then, funnily enough, my first placement with Scott Screen was a feature film, DP by Phil Robertson, who Yay. was DP. Like, it was great in that sense. Amazing. And then the operator was the, the third person in the panel who was choosing each department. So it's, yeah. so it was sort of kind of like, oh, it's a really nice, I really love that first job. I have such a fond memory of it. Because oh, amazing. It just gave me such a great family feeling sort of thing. So, mm. so yeah. Yeah, no, and that kind of like, and so through that training scheme, they kind of like, I spent a year my it was 12 months for me so yeah throughout that year they just put me lots of placements i got lots of work experience i got to learn loads i got to meet lots of people and so by the time i finished i could just keep going the phone kept ringing mm. <laughs> so, and that's it once you're in that hamster wheel you know once you're in the creative wheel and getting people mm. to know that you exist and then people start knowing that you exist maybe they don't know you but they know someone that knows you so they're like all oh, right yeah. so yeah and it's scotland it's a small industry so people get to know each other a lot quicker because there's less people in a way. So, so then what so, yeah. brought you, what, how long, what's that process to you now being a full-time focus puller? How, how long, I guess it can be, it can, it can be different in time for different people, but yeah. you know, how long were you in Scotland for? When did you come down? It was, you know, was the so, coming down a bit of a kind of like, right, I'm going to be a this now. And then you come down and, and not rebrand yourself, but you know, yeah. find a well, new you. It was, it was, uh, a lot of things, I suppose. I was in Scotland for a total of like just about 10 years, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, first four years in uni, then kind of like a year finding my feet, still working in retail. Uh, and, and then to kind of start working as a trainee. So, I think it was a couple of years as a trainee, and then three years working as a loader. And then suddenly, I think it was 2010, just wasn't a great year. It just was a quiet year for me. Mm. There wasn't much work about. And it got to a point that I thought, hmm. I might have to move to London because you know what? It's more work. It's closer to my family. It's you know, it's one less hour in a plane. But yeah. <laughs> so for a long time, it was two planes. <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah, it got to the point where um, I was like, yeah, go to London. It's more work, and it's close to home. And so I did, and it took about a month to put my foot to find my feet. You know, cause, you know, you come down to here, and you, I didn't hardly any. Yeah, did you have to start again? Start off, but at least I was a stylist of training. I was just saying, I'm no good. So, so, yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, 
stepping up takes forever. Mm. Somebody, I think, mentioned in another podcast that there's, there's one moment you choose to step up and then there's a period of time till the moment that everybody assumes that you stepped up and you're yeah. in that next stage. And that period of time could be somewhere between one, two years, yeah. you know, that you start going like, no, I'm this, until the rest of the people are like, all right, we just call there's always that yeah there's always that kind of moment that you're you feel ready to step up before the industry's kind of caught up to your way of thinking in a way you know it's like i'm a dp and everyone's like no i'm not sure you are you know till you say oh you're a dp now you know no exactly so i'm not planning on doing that one but who knows never seen them but um but yeah no and i think that's why also that's taking me so long to step up to focus pulling to be honest because is that a tough step up is it tougher to step up to focus pulling than it was from trainee to camera assistant? I, I think it's just as tough, but because it's weird. I mean, the camera department, it's really, it's a weird department. Every job is different in the camera mm. department. When you're a trainee, you're basically a trainee loader. But these days, especially on dramas and features, a lot of times you're just a video playback, which is not the same thing. But um, oh, really? train. yeah, it happens in Moving dramas. monitors and yeah, it happens in dramas and uh, in TV that I know of, and I don't know. Probably in the features, probably not because I don't, mm. I don't know. So I don't really do big features, but uh, in low budget features and TV dramas that I have done, I haven't done one for like, at least a couple of years. <laughs> but you know, it is quite common that it is the camera trainee that does the video that sets up, sets up the video village. And uh, not necessarily record the takes, that kind of tends to fall possibly into the script supervisor. So, I mean, with time, they have to make little devices that is really straightforward for literally script devices, just press record, mm. or even machines that just, as soon as the camera is runner, running, it triggers through the camera and it starts running. So, nobody has yeah, yeah. to worry about it being recorded, mm. hopefully. But, um, but yeah, it tends to be the camera trainee that does the video. And that's kind of how I trained because I trained. Well, I did in Scotland mostly. I mean, nowadays, you and me, I see you do commercials and music videos, but mm. I train dramas and, and feature film. So it's like... Is it no different, budget. that longer format to the shorter format? Do you, do you Or is the role yeah. the role and it's all the same, really? I mean, the role's the role and, and in a way it's the same, but in another way, so not the same. Mm. When It was quite funny when I started working in... In London, I started working in commercials because I'd never really done that many commercials in Scotland. And it's just a, like a really fast pace, kind of like, whoa, it's a bit crazy, but, but there's no discipline. I was <laughs> 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 you know, going from like, really, I've done my drive, I've done my feature films, and things are like, you know, and, and in the car department, we can't, you know, we're very anal. <laughs> it's got to be done right. Up, no, absolutely. And you can't end up. You, you come into the apartment with a bit of an OCD and by the time you, you're in it, it's like, what's your OCD? You don't have OCD. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't trust you. You've got yeah. to have some OCD. You know? Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, dramas can be quite disciplined and, and hierarchical. And, and it, it makes sense because there's a lot of people that needs to work and needs to run smoothly and there's a lot of pages to shoot. Mm. Mm. So we, we need to leave schedule sort of thing. And then you start doing music videos and if you don't get the slowdown, whatever, it's yeah, it's fine. It's you know, like I think my first focus pillar I was loading for at the time, who's was just like, I was like, well, what about this? What about what is it? Just like, don't worry, this is a music video, everything goes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. So I had to kind of like, oh, I can relax. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I was tense or anything like that, but 
the, you know, I had I was training, I was training such a kind of like disciplined kind of way that when you start doing music videos, it's like yeah well even if even from yeah, an yeah. ad's perspective you know you kind of yeah, yeah. you see you see you see your first ad's on the big commercials and they've got a board and they've got some prep and the thing and it's a schedule yeah. and it looks lovely and, and everyone knows what's happening and then you get onto a promo and they go like what are we shooting they're like well, i don't know it's like, i saw a shot list of like midnight last night that was like scribbled some drawings and i don't know we're gonna be over here for an hour We'll travel, we'll build over there for two hours and we'll shoot what we can. Yeah, no, this, this is it. So it's, you know, through this few promos, I'm going to find my way into the commercial scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like to get to know more people and more people knew me and so you get more work. And then I send up to diary service. That helps. <laughs> nice. Who are you with? Like Wizzo or who's good for camera? And with Sue. Sue's, Sue's Cruise. Cruise. Nice. Yeah. Just at the time, during that year, I seem to have met a lot of people. I work for mm. Sue's Cruise and... Um, I didn't know very much about the diary service because there were no diary services in Scotland. There's one directory, but it's not a diary service. Oh, you, you sounded very Scottish there when you said directory. Yeah, it comes back sometimes. It, <laughs> it kind of gets thicker. It kind of goes, you go from like that Spanglish to like a quite a thick Scottish and like, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, my accent's a bit out there. It's always fun when people go like, where's your accent from? I was like, mm. <laughs> Have a guess. It's Spanglish, Spanglish, <laughs> Spockish. I don't know. I don't know what the... Spockish. Yeah. Somebody went coin the prop man from Holy City went, mm, Spottish. And I said, oh, I like that one. Oh, I like that. <laughs> But nice. I think since then, my, my Scottish accent's toned down a lot more. Yeah. I, I, from what I hear, it comes out when I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> and then what, so when you go back to Spain and you start talking in Spanish, they're like, oh my God, your Spanish accent, what have you done? Have you got that yet? I, I, just, I just do weird words because I do literal translations in my brain. Of, and so I say English things in Spanish, which just makes me sense. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people are like, my, mom, my mom's an English teacher, so she, she, whenever I say weird things, she translates into English. She goes, oh. It's like, yeah, that's cool, but that's not how you say it. I'm like, yeah. yeah it's been <laughs> but, 20 yeah. years, my like, yeah, like, leave it be. It's her fault. That's what made it so wet. Because she insisted <laughs> that I had to learn English. So, kind of, because just during lockdown, and I want to just quickly touch on it, I think mm. you basically broke the internet with your, with your, you know, because. So I guess, ladies and gents, I don't know when you're listening and what, what year it is and all the rest of it, but in 2020, when, when this podcast came out and um, there was a global pandemic and the arts and almost every single person that I knew and I know in my work life all got left behind. You know, we weren't going to be left behind. We all got left behind. Some of us got absolutely nothing. Some got 80%. Others got a little bit more. But there was this whole big thing about kind of putting up a photo of yourself. <laughs> I put up a photo of yourself at work just to kind of bombard social media. And it was it kind of felt a bit silly because everyone that's on my social media is all part of my film. Anyway. Yeah. So it's not as if anyone outside of my world was gonna see it. But um but you put you put yours up and it just it absolutely had me in stitches. Can you just talk can you just talk tell me just talk me through it? Well, when, when that happened, I'm not even thinking about it. <laughs> I think I think that happened. That was I remember that was the first job of the year. I think it might have been the first job of the year, 2015. Okay. And clap a loader. 
yeah, I'm still loading. Yeah, no, I've, I've only been loading since 2018, I think. <laughs> or 2017 even. Mm. But, you know, more officially. But <clears throat> uh, 2015, definitely loading. So that's what you see me not really managed to do very well in the video. But uh, <laughs> so no, everybody was posting a picture and this and that. And, and it's been ages. So I was like, I don't really have a picture that I fancy that's going to say something about what we do at work. And I was like, and let's face it, everybody that's going to see this is already in the industry. So we can, they know how lift that we are. Uh, and I was like, I just, I just want to make people laugh and make people smile. So when, when this happened in 2015, I was crying with laughter for three days. <laughs> just thinking of it. <laughs> I love they uh, got captured. On, so when, oh. when you know, it was all about to draw attention to what we do at work and what mm. it's important that we do at this work. And I was just like, what, what other workplace can you do this? Get on camera and and just get on with the job and have a laugh and continue with it. You know, and because it was a shitty time, I just wanted to make people laugh. And I knew that that video was going to do it because when it happened, I showed it to a lot of people. People just cried with laughter at the time. And I always, anyway, I sent it to my family and cousins that if you're ever sad at any time, just look at this video because it's inevitable that you're going to laugh and chuckle because it's so stupid, especially knowing that nothing happened to me. But yeah, I, so I didn't say, break myself. The camera, the camera set up is like, it's, it's, it's one side of, of, a, of a set, which looks like a runway, like a cat, a catwalk, a catwalk. It was, it was meant to be a catwalk. Yeah. So on the other side, you just see like these, there's like a few rows of people and you know, you only yeah. kind of see them from like chest up and they're all super glam with glasses and thing. And everyone's like shoot Crawford and, and all the rest of it. All of a sudden, yeah. enter camera right. <laughs> <laughs> one, one clap of loader with board in hand. Now, you, what did you, you thought you, you were going to like slide in or something? Or what were you, yeah, no, what was the story? Is that this, so basically, I mean, it was a funny ad for a chocolate bar. Uh, basically, it was a catwalk, a fashion catwalk, and it was a catwalk full of water. And so all this, the gag was that somebody eating the, the, the chocolate bar, you know, just moped their way into the catwalk, like, ooh, and then the man with a, with a suit and a mop, you know, just a mop, it's moping the catwalk and works the catwalk. That was the gag of the nice. idea. So there was water all over the place around the catwalk. And so I thought, oh, for this take, because I've already got the mark on the A camera on the crane. So I'll just slide into shot. But so I'll be so it was like it would be so cool if I managed to slide into shot with the slate on. And this is this is what you shouldn't do, kids. Yes, he would have been so cool if I had. But <laughs> but I did not. <laughs> it was no not even not cool. It was that it, get, it really scared some people. <laughs> well, it looked like a comedy, fl like your legs physically went up. In well, the air. I do remember. You... <laughs> it's just the one leg, just the one leg goes up. <laughs> I was just sliding in, and the one that was kind of like this one, which had the right one, I was going to kind of aiming to put the foot, you know, aiming the foot in the direction of slide. And as I turned the foot, that just it went that way and up. <sighs> But somehow I managed to keep the other foot down and I keep sliding onto the other foot. <laughs> and I remember just holding onto that catwalk, shouting, I'm still here. And then the lovely four extras behind me, they literally just bounced me up. <laughs> That's why it looks like I've got springs and it's yeah. such a great recovery. Yeah. They just breathe my, my bum did not touch the ground. Amazing. I did not hurt myself at all. It's just that my leg went up. Oh, and I'm going to have to find it and put it on. And I held on to the cat. If I hadn't 
hold on to the cat. I would have smashed my head onto the board. The board was still yeah. in the air. It felt like that for anything. The board, you could the then board just... Was like, the board one was... hand I had the catwalk, the other hand had the board, one leg was in the air, and four extras behind me <laughs> propped me up. <laughs> and that's when I was like, all right. And so I plant the board and I look at the guy with the big camera. And I go like, right, D-Mark. And they're both like, are you alive? And I'm like, yeah, wrong camera. <laughs> and they were both like so scared. And so I just kind of walked in. And then kind of like, nobody ever saw that. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Four extras helped me up. There was only about 200 that day. Oh. That you just don't see them in that shot. But <laughs> just incredible. So, I yeah, loved it. When you, it. Don't just... try and do the cool snake sliding into shot. It does not work out, kids. It's. Oh. I mean, I'm not embarrassed about it because I'm a clown and I'm okay with it. But some people may get embarrassed if they do that. In front of everyone. Yeah, they'd be like that. I'm not putting the board up. Oh. Just they'd be handing the board to the ASA. <laughs> just like stand up, just start, just call B mark yeah. and clap it, and I'm gonna crawl out of here, out of shot. Yeah, yeah, but and oh. to be honest, we only have that video because A camera was running because B camera missed it. Did B they? camera was waiting for the board. Yeah, no, like a good a good focus puller waits for the board to be in shot to run camera. You gotta see. You shoot it on film. Uh, so yeah, if you no, we weren't shooting on film, but that's okay. the habit because folks pull us out through there. You just don't run the camera until the board is there. <laughs> and so, you know, because but after the shot, I went to folks and was like, "Did you get it?" He's <laughs> like, "No, I was waiting for the board." <laughs> so, <laughs> You're on the floor. You were sitting down on the floor and waiting for you to put <laughs> up. Yeah. I mean, he's looking at me so pale and amazed that I'm alive and I'm not dead. And oh. <laughs> like, oh my god, this gave me so much. And I'm just like, "Did you, did you film it?" And it's like. I was waiting for the board. I took my time. <laughs> but Amazing. Playback had it. Playback well, we'll have had to it. put it up. When, like... when your app comes out, we'll have to find it and we'll put it up somewhere and just bombard people again. Just put a smile yeah. on their face. Like, let's do it. So you have those kind of moments on set, but is there a point that before that or during it or in this kind of journey that you've gone on that you suddenly have gone, yeah, I'm. This is it. I'm in the right industry. I'm in the right department. Or did you already? Did you always just know it was it was for you? You always knew it was camera. You always knew it was going to be that route. I always knew it was camera. Mm. Um, I think it was on that first feature film that I knew I was in the right place. I was in the right industry, and I'll tell you why. And and it's a very silly thing, but it kind of like gives you the sense of family that we get. And mm. so, so this feature film, it was like six, seven week shoots, something like that. I remember, and we had about five of those in a studio. Well, well, wasn't the studio? It's a studio in Scotland, it's an empty warehouse that we put a set. In. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not soundproof, and we didn't have that from seagulls, but you know, and pigeons, but um. But it's this, this old studio. And so everybody got comfortable in the studio, in the five-week studio, because we were working up a truck and, and you know, so everybody had the little cameras there, art cameras there with all the props and stuff. And and the prop men, who, which is this, to me, were like a comedy duo. They were just so much fun, these two. Uh, <laughs> and they just had a cool setup in the art department. And at some point, when I think Costa was like, I'm going to go to the supermarket and get some sausages so we can all have hot dogs. The camera fancy song. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at some point, you know, not every department was in it, and he was just all coming out of his pocket. Oh, well, nice. I don't know if anybody else had put a kitty, but I was yeah. not going to be allowed to put any money in the kitty because I was a trainee and training something. Mm. That's the way it is. 
So even if it was a kitty, I didn't know about it. But whoever the camera must have put in the kitty, or he just liked it all. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, but it got to a point that suddenly somebody comes to me on a radio and was like, he, he props needs you. And I said, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And he goes like, right. He's got all this. He's got his job for my grip. With all this. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, he's on the car. He was like, right. This one's for the operator. This one's for focus puller. This one's for loader. This one's for DP. This one's for da da da. Little side hustle of barbecue. And he's, and he's got like, do you want mustard, ketchup, onions? I did all. And he was like, right, okay. And all this had to be smuggled into set because obviously, you know, he's the out department. And the first one was like, don't you, don't you dare put that in set, you know? But you kind of have to have it around the set, and you know that, and not everybody's in it, so. You kind of have to keep it secret. So I'm going around sets just smuggling about hot dogs. From <laughs> <laughs> my other part. Hot dog you know, smuggler. I got a little corner of the magline where I just got all these hot dogs in it. Suddenly, so somebody that was not in the loop of things, so I go to, as I'm literally gulping the last bit of my hot dog, I was like, what does the sets think of bacon? I'm like, not bacon. Oh, <laughs> oh, so, not bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't tell you. Love <laughs> so, it. It's, and those are, and these little things like that, and I go like, "This is what happens when you have all these random people mm. that just have to spend all this time together, and they just make family." And yeah. and I thought, if this is what's going to be for the rest of my jobs for the rest of my life, I can live with this definitely. I can okay. live with a sense of family with people that three weeks ago I didn't know, mm. and today I'm just having the bestest hot dogs, and I feel like putting in some insight to the thing. It's, it was just really good fun. It was really good. And, you know, and this kind of thing, those kind of little moments never seem to stop happening mm. in whatever set. It's just silly things in amongst us, but it kind of like, it creates some sort of um, closeness amongst the crew. And, you know, and I think, I don't know that you get that in other jobs. You know, I don't, yeah, I, you're right. I don't <laughs> know how many other jobs you could turn up and meet someone or a group of people and work with them for two months. And all of a sudden you've got friends for life and you may never see them again. You may see them in five years time and you'll always have that job. You know, if you saw that prop master now, you'd be like, you got a hot dog and he'll know exactly what it's, you know, it's like, they're the thing. Oh, I saw him for so many, in so many productions in Scotland. Like I said, it's not that much cool. So you, you do contact with people a lot mm. and he just, he just make me laugh always. There's one time that I put on a kilo in one job. <laughs> He found it so funny. Sausage, mate. You're like, oh, thanks very but much. For anybody that cannot see this podcast, I am a skinny ass. I just do not put on weight. Uh, and I was just like, I put on a kilo through this job. And so I was congratulating the caterers for doing that, saying that nobody manages to get me fat. <laughs> well done, caterers. And, and he just kind of walked onto the kitchen door and was like, what? You put on a kilo? Oh, my God. From now on, I'm going to call you Ebby, fat bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, look, yeah. there's, we kind of, towards the end of the app, Zoom says we've been on now for about an hour. And I love to just, <laughs> one, the last two questions I always love to finish on. Hmm. Um, the first one is the kind of advice to younger self. I don't mind at what role or when or who, or, you know, but just what you would say to your younger self. And then we finish off, I walk away, I give you the mic, and then it's your chance to kind of give a person, a thing, a project, a, whatever you want, a, a big shout out. So what would you, what would you say to that younger you? Uh, to the younger me, I mean, I, I, I just, I would, just, I would say it's okay. You're not in a hurry because you're not, 
mm. which which is fine because I don't think I ever did things in a hurry. But maybe there was a time that I thought, oh damn, I could have done things quicker. I didn't have to do college and then uni and then you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's fine. It's absolutely fine. I think living your life at your own pace is you know follow your path, but you don't have to hurry along it. You know, do it at whatever pace you think is good. Kind of yeah, paseo. You don't have to be running everywhere <laughs> like that. No, it's there. It's like, I think it's, it's everybody kind of fine. You find your path, your path finds you kind of thing. But I just, you know, just don't do it in a hurry because it's, it's stressful. Mm. <laughs> I'm certainly for stress. No, and it will all go by. It will all, it will all suddenly be a blur anyway. It's like this lockdown. All of a sudden I'm like, oh, where's, yeah. how, how are we, you know, where, how the hell has that flown by? It has. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I'm going to step away. I'm going to give you the film gods round of applause. Woo! Um, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm going to step away. So if you've got a person, a thing, a, an organization, anything that you want to give a shout out to, uh, the time is yours. It's crazy because I want to give a shout out to whoever's going to give me my first job after the pandemic. <laughs> whoever you are, you know, out there. <laughs> Thank I you. Have to shout out I'm going to give it to you now in advance. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I just, it's funny because I want to shout out to everyone who's ever been involved in my training. So for that reason, I can't name names. You know who you are. And you've been involved in my training. You've got me to where I am. So thank you. And shout out to all of them. And yeah, and shout out to all of us that have not been working. Stay strong. Yeah. <laughs> Stay hopeful. And eventually I think we'll all come back to it. And hopefully if you, you know, shout out to the people that are not finding it that easy, then get in touch, let's chat or whatever. Nice. Just seem like if I help, you know, it's Amazing. a tough time for everyone. So I suppose we can all just help out. <laughs> Boom. Oh well look, amazing. Thank you very much. That's Thank like you. it just it was so nice because I need to, you know, I've been very much focused in certain departments and now I'm kind of reaching out and like, I haven't really got many in camera. I haven't really got many in art. Um, so thanks for kind of coming on. Um, no, and I think first focus puller, like. Am I? Yeah. <laughs> I think camera wise, oh, I've wow. got, there's a few DPs. Um, Jenny. Jenny um, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm reaching out. Do I kind of, focus I don't think I have. No, I don't think I have. So number one, there you go. You get a badge. You get the film gods number one badge. You get the official tick. Hooray! Um, thank you so much, mate, for coming on and for, oh, no, for, thank for telling you. your story. I'm, I loved I'm, it. I'm amazed to part of it. Sounds really cool. Um, I've loved most of the ones. I've, I've loved them all, but some of them more. You know it because I've just said it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, it's like, but there's some of them that really kind of like touch me. I really loved the one with Jane. And I talked to her about it because I saw her today. <laughs> Amazing woman. But and I guess the thing is, is that what people are yeah. what people are finding is that, you know, they're not coming on to listen to, you know, someone talk about the technical aspects of their job and their role. It's like we all kind of yeah. roughly know, but it's the kind of stories, and it's the you know, it's yeah. it's hearing you, and it's hearing it's hearing their their ideas and their beliefs and and their their thoughts on on what mm. it means to be part of this big film family man yeah. i love it so thank you yeah that's it it's about the film family and this is why i think you're doing really well with this podcast it really does feel like family because like all the stories that we asked it's about we talked with jane though it's like the ones that I really like jane ones the playback ones tony and vaughn and jane was just like 
they're just really personal and it's mm. like yeah and that's what it is they're really personal so that kudos to you because you gave this out of us and it's really beautiful oh thank you well done <laughs> yeah, kind of well, shows uh, people that what we do is actually fun and we yeah. actually make friends <laughs> yeah you can and you can make friends for life you know as we said before oh, we started hitting recording i'm hoping that this is like a, a documentation of yeah. our generation you know whether mm. you're 20 years ahead of us or, or 5 10 15 years behind us it's this chunk of people that will know mm. of each other will have heard names will have heard stories and you know for the future generations you know they'll be able to to see how it was you know those stories and and i, and I honestly if this does last and people are listening to this in whatever future mm. it may be. The, the the roots up are going to be the same. The stories are going to roughly be the same. The experiences will probably be the same because it's just a natural way of human mm. beings, you know. And yeah. and especially as film crew, you have to instantaneously. If you're on a job and you've been thrown in, and it's with a team you don't know, you have to instantaneously find where you sit in this it's like yeah. a, a, a bottle of water you know that's got like big rocks and small rocks and sand and water <laughs> and you're like being thrown in and then, and then it's all shaken about you've just got to find out how you sit in that world um yeah. and and i think as film crew we are very very adapted uh, um at being able to just suss out a situation like that being able to figure out what yeah. we need to figure out and do what we need to do so I don't know what I'm trying to say here because this is normally an outro where I'm just thanking you, but we've turned it. It's like turned into some like big spiel about how amazing film crew are. <laughs> like, thought, oh god! Magic editing on this bit. I don't know. Oh but I'm god! Happy about this. <laughs> um, so look, right, film crew are amazing. The people that listen to this are amazing. Uh, I love you. I love them. I love everyone. Thank you so much, ladies and gents, for listening. Thanks if you've if you've kept listening to this point. Big up, big love. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, until we meet again from family that is a wrap <laughs> so that was a chat with the king or queen in the game I'll give it a shout at the end so you all know the name it's the film gods podcast the what the film god podcast